Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Manavalan. It's Tuesday, and this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. President Joe Biden might be finally homing in on a deal with Senator Joe Manchin, but a sense of discontent is starting to bubble up among progressives on the Hill, and it threatens to impede what the White House hoped would be a big week for the Biden agenda. As the reconciliation bill's provisions on Medicare, climate, and family leave get whittled down, if not axed, progressives who initially sounded a positive note after meetings on the White House are now expressing concerns. Those worries are steering the left into a moment of reckoning over how hard to fight. Sources on the left tell us it was, quote, a big tactical mistake, for example, for Biden to invite Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to a summit in Delaware on Sunday without also hosting a major progressive negotiator like Senator Bernie Sanders or Representative Pramila Jayapal on top progressive told Playbook. Not having them in the room is a real misstep. Sanders, notably, has gone rather quiet this week, declining, for instance, the chance to weigh in on Monday over reports that his signature proposal to expand Medicare to include dental, vision, and hearing coverage was getting hacked down. But other progressives are starting to send up red flares. Representative Ilhan Omar told Playbook, quote, Progressives are troubled and deeply concerned with the cuts we're seeing reported. They're saying their voices need to be earned, and support for a deal that does not adequately fund their priorities is not guaranteed. Progressive-aligned groups and outlets are watching this all play out with a sense of disappointment. Leaders of the Sunrise Movement told us Monday night they're ready to press their Hill allies to take a stand if the bill doesn't adequately address climate change. While the Congressional Progressive Caucus has not drawn a red line in public, we're told by multiple sources that the group has indicated to leaders at the White House that they need to see all five of their buckets of priorities adequately addressed in order to back the bill. If one of those priorities gets cut, votes on the left could be in jeopardy. But a progressive close with the CPC strategy noted that those on the Hill are under no illusion that they can force Manchin and Cinema into agreeing to something they've already vetoed. In that regard, some worried that fighting too hard will mean no bill, and they'd rather have a weaker bill than none at all. Here are two dynamics we're watching when it comes to progressives on the Hill. Number one, will the squad go along? One of the most interesting and underreported dynamics of all of this has been how quiet several, though not all, members of the so-called squad have been. Everyone, left and right, expected the group of hardliners to flex during negotiations, but with Jayapal leading talks for House progressives, the squad has been generally deferred to the CPC. Partly, that's because Omar, one of the group's original members, serves as CPC whip, acting as the connective tissue between the two groups. But will the squad stay in line with the CPC if the deal is as disappointing to progressives as some fear is likely? especially if their allies on the outside call foul. We'll see. CPC executive board members and squad members are expected to meet today to strategize for the week. Dynamic number two, no BBB, no BIF. There's been some talk by leadership of having an infrastructure vote this week if a BBB framework comes together in time. But don't expect progressives to just roll over and accept that. They're already signaling that a mere agreement is insufficient. Pramila Jayapal said, You don't really know everything that's in there until the text is drafted. Others still want to see the entire reconciliation bill voted on by the Senate before the House passes the BIF. Here's your TLDR takeaway. Even if a deal lands with Manchin, there's still likely work to be done on the left. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 8.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the President's Daily Brief. At 9 a.m., Biden will take part virtually in the U.S. ACEA and Summit. At 12.15, Biden will have lunch with Vice President Kamala Harris. At 7.50, Biden will campaign with Virginia gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe at Virginia Highlands Park in Arlington. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan at 10 a.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. and at noon will take up the Family Violence Prevention and Services Improvement Act of 2021. The Senate is in today. Well, 
last thing before we get out of here. Here's a sign of the times. Elon Musk, the wealthiest man in the world, is now worth more than ExxonMobil. That comes by way of Bloomberg. Good for him. All right, for more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manaval, and have a great Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.